understand that. I can't help it. I don't. I don't understand that. But anyway, we welcome you. I'll say it now. We welcome you to live streaming here at Landmark Baptist Church in Lyons, Georgia. And we pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen to, to this. Uh, also, uh, there's some things that we need to pray about this morning. Um, there's those that are sick and, and, and those that have, have been, have had problems for, for a long time. And, and we need to pray for those folks this morning. And, and we need to pray for each other this morning. Every one of us need to pray for each other. And I pray that you, you do that very thing. Now, my text for this morning's message is taken from Acts, the 13th chapter. If you would turn over there with me, Acts, the 13th chapter. Let's stand as we honor God's word by standing. Acts, the 13th chapter, and I'm going to only read one verse, and that's the 26th verse. And that 26th verse says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you fear of God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it, Lord. Thank you for the time that we have together today, Lord. We're thankful for those who are tuning in uh, on uh, live streaming. I know that there's those that do it, and, and Lord, I'm thankful for them, and I pray that you'll bless them each and every day. I'm thankful for those folks that have come out today, Lord. I know we don't deserve it. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't deserve anything good, but there's a lot of good things do happen to us, and, and we have to believe that you're the one that sends those good things to us, that you only give us good gifts, and we know they only come from above. And, Lord, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the, the happiness and the peace that you give to us, Lord, and, and I pray that you'll bless us in everything. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> the title of my message this morning is uh, the title of my message this morning is To You is the Word Sent. To You is the Word Sent. Lord said it. Uh, it was said, Luke said it. Uh, in, um, in, in the book of Acts. Luke was the author of the book of Acts. And Luke's in it, so, um, so this word is, is to you, is this word, is the word sent. Now, I'm going to talk about a couple of three things here this morning. It's going to be a simple message. Very simple. It's, it's just about as, about as simple message as a simple man can preach. And, and certainly this is something that uh, I want all of you to listen to. What is the word? When he talks about the word, you know, there's a lot of words out there. I, I started, I told Brother Sam that I was planning on, I thought of maybe I was going to do it this Sunday, but uh, I've got about 10 or 12 notebooks back there full of sermons. I mean, they're the big notebooks. They're not little ones. They're the big ones. They're about that thick, and they're full of sermons. And uh, I was going to bring them all out here and put them on the table so people could see, get an idea of how many words this preacher has said. And another thing I tell him, Brother Sam, the other day, 
that I'm going to have to give an account for every one of those. Now, when, when you think about it, uh, in the last 53 years, in the last 53 years, I have preached nearly 10,000 messages. The last count I had was 9,000 and something. I quit counting them. Was 9,000 and some messages I preached. Now, that's talking about Bible conferences, revivals, and, and, and here at church. But these notebooks that I'm going to bring out and put out here before too long was messages I preached in the last 30 years. Last 30 years. That's long we've been here. We've been here for 30 years. And, and so the last message, uh, though to the first two years, was met in Brother Kendall and Sister Deborah's house. But, but the fact is that we, we've been here 30 years. And all those messages are messages I've preached since we've been here. So when I say the seriousness of the word being sent to you, you know, I, I want to say, what is this word that he's referring to? Is it my words? No, he's talking about these words. The words, words from the word of God is, is, what's, is what is, uh, uh, is the word that is sent to you today. Now, what is, what is the word of this salvation? What is the word of this salvation? Well, every word about God's salvation is also in this right here. This right here, this Bible that I'm holding up to you. That's the word. That's the word of his salvation, which is sent to you. Now, it is the testimony that Jesus is the promised Savior to all who come to him for this salvation. Verse 23 of this same chapter says that verse 23 says, Of this man, of this man's seed hath God according to his promise raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. That's what this word is all about. From Genesis to Revelation, this word is about Jesus and him giving his life for such wretches as you and me. Him giving his life, him shedding his precious blood for such wretches as you and me. This word, this word promises forgiveness to all who come to him. Now think about that for just a moment. I, I don't know what your hearts are. I don't know what any of your hearts are. I've, I've, I've lived with Rhonda. I've, I've been with Rhonda for almost 60 years now. And, and, and I, I, can't, I can't even speak for her when it comes to salvation. I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for none of you. But, but I do know that the Bible plainly teaches those, this word promises forgiveness to all who come to him. This word calls for confession of sin and repentance from sin. That, that repentance is a turning around, a, a complete turning from sin and to, and, and to turn it not, to turn not to it again. That's what repentance means. Repentance means I'm going to repent of that sin and I'm not going to turn to it again. But a lot do. A lot, of, there's people who walk church aisles, come down church aisles and, 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 and they'll go right out and do the very thing they claim they repented because of. 
you know. When we when we repent of a sin, now especially when we're I'm I'm speaking to saved people now. When we repent when we repent of a sin, then we we take it on ourselves to promise that we will not commit that sin anymore and that we will that we will stand against that sin and we won't commit it again. That's what that means. That's what that's what repentance means. That's what repentance is talking about. This word promises faith to all who come, faith to be saved, faith to live, and again, faith to die. You find that in verses 32 through 33 and 38 and 39. That's what this word is. It's this word, uh, this word is, is about faith, faith to be saved, faith to live, and faith to die. You know, you know what I've said many times over the years. I've said many times over the years that God may give you faith to live, and you may realize it. You may have faith to live, but do you have faith to die? Do you have faith to die, or are you? do you spend all of your life trying to convince yourself that you're okay? That's serious now. And, and you'll say, do people do that? They do. I've told you folks many times about the man that every time he sees me, he'll ask me, he'll say, do you pray every day to be saved? I said, no, I don't. I don't need to. And he said, well, how come? I said, I'm already saved. But I, I think a lot of times we spend our time trying to convince ourselves that everything's okay. And, and, and let me tell you, folks, it's like I preached Wednesday night. Unbelief is what brings that on. Unbelief is what brings doubt on. What doubt on, you know, uh, Thomas, Thomas said that, Lord, I, I, I won't believe until I can touch the, the nail prints or I can turn my hand into thy side. But we, we've got a lot of people today who say, I won't believe until I die and I, I wind up in heaven. Then I'll really believe. Let me tell you, folks, if you're saved today, hell is just as real to you today as it will be in that day. I mean heaven, not hell, heaven. It's just as real to you today. Hell, too, but, but heaven is just as real to you today. When that time, then when that time comes, just as real to you. It is the gospel message that Jesus is the Messiah, was sent to save all those who will believe the gospel message. That's the only thing Jesus came for. From from the very beginning, when he came on the scene, from the very beginning, the message was, and, and let me read it here to you. It is stated, but as many as received him, we know that some did not. And we know, uh, and even today, we know that some do not. They may say they're Christians, but they're not really. But the, he says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that, that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, but of God. 
Just because your mom and daddy were good people, went to church every Sunday, I don't mean you're saved. Just because you were brought to church from the very first day you were born doesn't mean that you were saved. And you've gone, you've gone every Sunday since then. I've told you about the fellow that gave a testimony. He said his mama brought him three days after he was born. His mama brought him to church. And he'd been in church ever since. But he said when the time came, God convicted him of salvation. He said, why would God convict a person like me of salvation when I've been in church ever since three days since I was ever three days after I was born, I've been here ever since. He said, the reason being is because I was lost and I need to be saved. Well, that's what this salvation does. This salvation does. God gives us the power to become his children. You know, how can we say we're God's children when we're not, we're not saved? I, I, I saw this morning on uh, Fox and Friends. They had, uh, they were talking about, of course, Memorial Day. And I, and I want to say this while I'm thinking about it. All you that served, uh, uh, in, in the military, uh, I thank the Lord for you. I'm thankful that you did. And we've got, we've got some that's not here today, uh, uh, Demi and Cody, who also served in the military. I'm thankful to the Lord for all of you that served. I really am, and I'm thankful that God has set you here uh, to listen to one who served also. And I pray that the Lord will see fit to bless you. But there's one thing for sure, just because you served in the military, that doesn't mean you're saved. I had a man tell me that one time. I was preaching on the banks of the Licking River in Kentucky. And uh, this fellow was fishing across the river, and, that, and they had a, the river was had dried up a lot, and there was a sand dune or sandbar, I guess you would call it. And he come he came all the way around that side of the river. He came across the sandbar, and he came over there, and he said, "I want to tell you something, preacher." I said, "What's that?" He said, "I just got back from Vietnam," and he said, "I'm still alive." He said, I know I'm saved. I told him, I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful you served, but I'm going to tell you this, that didn't save you just because you came back from Vietnam and you're still alive. Now, let me tell you, folks, these people have a lot of ideas out there about what's saved, but I'm trying to tell you today this word is sent to you, and you're here today because this word is sent to you. You wouldn't be here today if this word wasn't sent to you. And I, I fear for those who aren't here today. I really do. This word is sent to you today. Now, what manner is this word sent to you? Well, in the commission to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus said, Go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and I'm sorry, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, 
And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's what he told his church. And I'm telling his church today the same thing. I'm telling his church today that we are to preach the gospel and, and we're to see folks saved and we're to baptize them into the fellowship of the church and we're also to teach them to observe all things. I, I feel that we have completed that commission. I tell you, it blesses my heart when I get on Facebook and I see some of our people making good statements. When I realize, you know, that some of those same people, when I first met them, they didn't know which end was up. But now they can get on Facebook and make some good statements about salvation, make some good statements about being saved. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing when we, when we can do that, when we do that. I, I do believe God brought every one of you here today to hear these words that I'm preaching to you today. Now, what privilege does this word bring to you today? What privilege does this word, how, how are you to be privileged by this today? How are you to be privileged by this? Well, Jesus told the church what a blessing it was for them to hear these words why? Well, he said, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see these things that you see and, and, and to hear these things that you heard, but they have not heard it. How many of them, how many prince wish that they had heard the word Jesus would not have been Jesus would not have been killed if all of them heard the word as you're hearing it today. If they'd heard the word and believed it as you're hearing today, no, Jesus wouldn't have been killed because they couldn't have found enough people to kill him. But but let, let me tell you, Jesus said that this word is given to you because there's people out there who someday is going to stand before God in judgment. They're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ in judgment, and they're going to say, I never had a chance. You've got a chance today. It's here. It's right here today. This word is brought to you. That's a great privilege that you have by being here today. If you're not saved, the Lord can save you. If, if, if you're not saved, then, then he can convict you or he will convict you. And then he'll save you. You have a great privilege being here today. You have a great privilege. I know it's not coming to listen to me. Because there's very few people come to Landmark Baptist Church just to listen to me. They come here because they love the Lord and they know that's where they should be. But let me tell you, folks. God gets his message to his elect through the preaching of the word. I've said that so many times over the years. I told a hard shell Baptist one time, he said, uh, he said, I appreciate you preaching on a election and predestination, but he said, you don't go far enough. I said, I go further than you do. This man came to church at, at 
Calvary every time the doors was open. All because he liked me preaching on election and predestination. I said, I go further than you do. He said, how can you do that? I said, I not only believe that God chose a people for the foundation of the world, but I believe I don't I only believe that God predestinated a people to be saved. I also believe that he chose a way by which they were going to be saved. And I said, that's something you don't believe. Well, they don't believe in preaching the gospel. I'm, t I'm telling you here today, I, I believe that this word is, is brought to you. But I was, I was getting ready to tell you a story about three that was on Fox and Friends this morning. They were talking about this being Memorial Day or, or tomorrow being Memorial Day, and, and, and they were talking about why they should open up all the churches. Well, they had two men and a woman. The two men were interdenominational preachers. The woman was, was a preacher, which shouldn't have been preaching. And matter of fact, she was one of the advisors, religious advisors to President Trump. And the man got up there, the first man got up there, and he said, do you remember? He said, people don't remember, but he said, there was a time when all of we Christians feared for our lives because of the Inquisition. All of us, he said, all of us. We know that's not true. I know that's not true. I, I wrote about the Inquisition in, in my uh, dissertation, which eventually turned in turned into enough for me to get my doctorate if I wanted it. But I wrote about the Inquisition. I wrote about it, and here's what it is. During the Great Inquisition, 50 million died to do what? 50 million people died to do what? Preserve this word. Make sure this word gets down to us in truth. And it did. Do you realize that if, if like this preacher, this one holiness preacher said, he said that every one of us had to hide because they're going, do you realize that if, if, if that was true, then they wouldn't have anybody died. They, they, they wouldn't have anybody died because if everybody was preserved from the Inquisition because of the fact that, uh, that they, they weren't killed, they weren't though. There were probably as many as 50 million who hid in the caves and the catacombs during the Inquisition to keep them being killed. But there was also about 50 million of them that were killed during the Inquisition. And they, 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 were, they all was related to us. You'll say, well, not in, in blood? No, not in blood. They were related to us in spiritual, as far as the church is concerned. Because what, what came out of that inquisition was the Lord's church. The Lord's church stood strong. They stood strong during the whole time. And they came out. And, and, and those that were there came out. And they were called Anabaptists because they did not believe in the baptism of the Roman Catholic Church. 
for they were called anti-baptism people. Well, guess what? They dropped the name, they dropped the Anna. What did they become? Baptists. That's where we got our name from. Of course, I go back a little further than that. I believe we got our name from John the Baptist. Well, some of them don't believe that. There are probably some maybe listening today don't believe that. But I believe I can show it to you. And lastly, this morning, what manner will you receive this word? Well, let me ask you this. Are you even listening this morning? There's not too many of our young people here this morning, but are you li even listening this morning? That's the first thing. To come to the Lord's house and just sit there and get nothing out of the gospel message is a dangerous path to take. It's a dangerous path to take. Let me tell you, folks, not coming to the Lord's house if you're one of God's children is a dangerous path to take. I can't help it, folks. You might, you might run and tell these people. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, it's a dangerous path to take. A very dangerous path to take. If you came today just to play the hypocrite, you too are on a dangerous path. Is there sin in your heart that will condemn you? You better know the difference. Because one of the Psalms plainly says, if, if, you, if you don't regard any sin in your life, in your heart, then you're going to be okay. One, one of our songs we sing all the time says that. As long as you don't regard any sin in your life, in your heart. It's sad. It really is. Jesus said to preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the gospel to every creature, and that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to do it. I haven't preached it to dogs yet, though I do preach the bell a little bit every now and then. But he said, preach it to every creature, every creature you see. In other words, that should have been translated all of creation. You should have preached the gospel. There is no one, there is no one that is immune to not having the gospel preached to them. You might say, well, I know so-and-so is saved. You don't know that. You don't know it. You may think you do, but you don't know it. John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, that is, his world is the elect. That's what that's referring to there. That's not the cosmos. That's not, that's not the, the plants and the animals and everything there. He's not talking about that. He's talking about the only world that God gives attention to, and that's the world of his elect. Look what he says here. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. Isaiah 53, the very first word, word in Isaiah 53, it, it makes us, dictates exactly what this is saying. To whom is the will of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53 and verse 1. To whom is the Lord revealed? The Lord is revealed to his elect children. I mean the word. The word is revealed to his elect children. That's who it's revealed to. I'm thankful God that March 27, 1967, even before that, God revealed his word to me that I was a lost sinner dying and going to hell. I was a wretch. I, I was a terrible wretch. I've got sins that, that I had that I did during my uh, growing up days that I'm ashamed of today. I'm ashamed of them. I, I wouldn't tell you what they are because I'm ashamed of them. But yet March 27, 1967, God saved me. And I know that without a shadow of doubt. And I know that the first Lord's Day in May of 1967, he called me to preach. And I also know I'm exactly where God wants me today right now. Even though I said last, last week or last year, this may be my last Bible conference last year, not knowing that we were not going to get to have a Bible conference this year. But God knew it. God knew it. God knew that we wouldn't be able to have a Bible conference this year. And God knows if we're going to have one next year. I don't know. That, that may have been my last one. I don't know. Let me finish this message this morning with this. Are you one of the whosoevers who really heard this message today? Are you one of them? Are you one of the whosoever? He said, whosoever believeth. Are you one of them today? I ask you this. Now, I'm going to conclude this message this morning, and I'm going to come down front, and if Brother Reggie would come and Carmen, and Brother Reggie would turn this off,